Welcome to the Broken Vessels Podcast. Jeremiah 18.4 states, And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to do. This is the Broken Vessels Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Simpkins. This is a podcast where we have discussions on theological themes for the broken to bring encouragement and hope in Christ. And I would like to welcome you back to another episode of the Broken Vessels podcast, and I'm so thankful that you're here to join me today. And we're going to talk today about disability, brokenness, and ministry. Many people that have a desire to serve the Lord in ministry, many feel like, well, I'm not qualified, or I don't have the ability, or what have you, and yet... They still feel that calling in their life to do it. Well, I have a great guest today (laughs) who has faced insurmountable circumstances, who is a pastor and ministers to the flock and loves Christ's church. His name is Pastor Mike Matthews. Pastor Mike Matthews has been in pastoral ministry since 2004. He started as a youth pastor and a guest speaker and then lead pastoring. In 2014, he launched Limping for Jesus Ministries to help people trust God in hard circumstances. Limping for Jesus has a podcast featuring the teachings of Pastor Mike and interviews of others sharing their own Limping for Jesus stories. Pastor Mike was born with cerebral palsy and loves showing people that God can use the unlikely for his glory. That right there is just wonderful when you think about it. A guy that has cerebral palsy and yet God has used him and God has put a calling on his life. So Pastor Mike, I'm so thankful that you're here to join us for the Broken Vessels podcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I don't always get to be on this end of uh, interviews, so I'm happy to do this. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. So, you know, you and I connected a while back. My friend, Jared Michael Hiller, who has been on my podcast and shared his journey as being a young man with cerebral palsy and uh, just loves the Lord. And he's so encouraging to people. And just because you have cerebral palsy does not mean that you're less or that you don't have the intellectual faculties or whatever. I mean, this dude is a yeah. smart dude. And we had a great interview for that podcast. And then he connected me with you because he was like, hey, there's this pastor in Pennsylvania. By the way, Mike is in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and uh, he said, this guy is in Pennsylvania and he's a pastor and he has cerebral palsy and he struggles with the same things that I do, but yet he's ministering to God's people. I was like, man, dude, I'd love to have that guy on. So I'm just so thankful that you've joined me for this episode. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I Jared and I connected years ago, I think, to our love of pro wrestling. <laughs> there you uh, I go. Think that, I think that's how we connected. <laughs> so, so, and then he told me about your ministry, so I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I like me some Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage. That's like way back in the day. I haven't watched pro wrestling since then, but when I was a kid, that was a thing. So I do love that. And I do love the fact that Jared 
dude, he loves his superhero movies and getting haircuts when he goes to them. So <laughs> he's always posted yeah. that. That I love that. So anyway, brother, I have you on here and I want you to share your story because I think it is important for our listeners to hear what you've gone through as a person who has a disability, but yet you didn't let that define you. You move forward and you're still doing work of the ministry for God's people, even though you have a disability. And I just want people to hear your heart for Christ and for the ministry and really in the long run, and we'll get to this down the road as we have this discussion, but it really gives you a window into understanding other people's brokenness because of your own. And it really, in my opinion, makes people better ministers of the gospel. So I'm going to go ahead and just let you start from the beginning and just move on and we'll just go through your story for our listeners so that they can hear who you are and what you're about. Okay, it sounds good. So to start things off, I was born with cerebral palsy in 1981. And this is interesting to know what the doctors said to my family at my birth. They told my family, and I was raised by my maternal grandparents. They told my family I would never amount to much, that I would never walk, I would never talk, I would never be intelligent. Hmm. And I started to walk at four years old. So God's mercy was there too. But to know how the story ends, being a pastor, pastoring churches, graduating from college with high honors and degrees in leadership and ministry, I just want the audience to know that. Don't let yourself be defined by man. Be defined by God because God clearly did not take those doctors' words as a deciding factor in making me a pastor. I used to say all the time, yeah, I haven't done much with my life like the doctor said, but Christ has. Amen. And so that is how my life started. My earliest memories of introduction to Christianity was not great. At eight years old, my mother took me to a faith healing service. They promised to heal the crippled boy from the crippled demon, and they brought me up on stage. And I'm going to age myself here, but for those of the audience who remembers Benny Hand Crusades, oh, yeah. stuff like that, they try to hit you and make you fall down. And the faith healer smacked me on my head Mm. to try making me fall down. And I didn't fall down. So I actually put my fists up because someone just hit me (laughs) and I was ready to fight. I was ready to fight. But yeah, so the faith healer tripped me and made me fall down. And I got back up. I still had cerebral palsy. And she goes, I healed him spiritually. I don't even know what that means. To this day, there's so much bad theology that went on that night. That looking back at it, I don't even know what she meant by that, but clearly that left me at eight years old thinking that Christianity was a joke, that it was just nonsense. Not long after that, a Sunday school teacher stood me out in front of the class and said, because I was disabled, God didn't love me yet. Oh my goodness, brother. And uh, I needed more faith to be healed. I am so sorry you went through that. Yeah, from eight years old, I would say from eight years old 
to about 17. I didn't want nothing to do with Christianity. I didn't want nothing to do with religion because I had a father wound already. My biological father was not in my life. So now I'm hearing about this heavenly father who doesn't want nothing to do with me. And, you know, I'm cursed or I have a demon. I just thought it was all nonsense. Yeah. So to fast forward, at 19, God radically saved me. Uh, My uncle, who was a wheelchair user, made a deal with me. He got me to go to church with him. And he goes, just go with me, keep me company. And at the time, I was so defensive. I was maybe agnostic at best. I just didn't know. And here's how God works in amazing ways. We were going to a church that believed in prosperity gospel. So God still saved me through bad theology being taught. Yeah. You know, every Sunday, maybe this is the day that my uncle will get out of the wheelchair or I would stop limping, I heard the gospel. Yeah. And what God drew me to and what radically saved me was Second Corinthians twelve, nine through ten, where it talks about Paul's thorn. And verse nine, and I'm reading from the CSB, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, I am strong. When I read that passage, and this is right around the time when God was opening my heart to understand the gospel that no matter if you're able-bodied or disabled, our major need is we need Christ, that we are sinners. Yeah. And I also learned that God can use us in our thorns and difficulties, and I'll get into it. As a pastor, God has called me to the cup of suffering so many times. Amen. The cup of brokenness so many times, and every time I have come back with a nugget of truth for the saints, that God has used my brokenness in everything that I've gone through for His glory, and He continues to do so. But that passage really got my heart's attention to say, Hey, life is hard. Life is difficulty. God may not take this thing from you, but he'll use it as a divine stage to display his glory. So I got radically saved. I believe that Christ was the Messiah. There was no angel choir. There was no, I just believed. And then that was around 19 years old. I quickly had a passion and a desire going from being agnostic, all the bad theology about disability, and then I radically wanted to just help people know Christ more. And thankfully, when I got saved, a Baptist pastor mentored me for about three or four years. So I got saved and then I got taught solid theology. And around 2004, I was led to start a youth ministry at my church. And then it took off from there. I was guest speaking. I did a lot of, for 15 years, I preached at a homeless shelter. And it was so amazing because people in the recovery community, in the homeless community, I became their favorite pastor because they knew I was going through stuff. All right. One time, I went to preach there, and I was mistaken by the house manager as a resident, and he yelled at me and said, hey, you got to sit down and sign in. (laughs) We're waiting on the pastor, and one of the residents goes, that is Pastor Mike, because I showed up in Adidas pants 
in a hoodie. So, <laughs> and I'm nipping. I break people's expectations of what a pastor is yeah. all time. So, I'd say that's a good thing, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, I never act like I got my stuff together. I always say I'm a hot mess, but I'm God's hot mess. In that Philippians 1 6 is true. I'm a work in progress. Amen. So when I became a lead pastor in 2016, I'll never forget this as long as I live. This shows you how good God is. So I had someone call me a week before the vote. I had someone call me for a week saying, no church will ever hire a crippled retard like you. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? No. Somebody called and said that to you. Yes. Yes. So here's how good God is. To become pastor of this church, I needed 84% of vote. For the first time in the history of that church, a pastor got 100%. Oh, man, praise vote. God. And I just wanted to share that with people, that God confirms our calling. That's right. And if I can't show you enough that people with disabilities who are called into ministry, if I can give you a bigger example of we are called to do ministry and not just be objects of ministry, Take that as an example of God confirming that because the church never once took my CP as a reason not to hire me. And that was all from God because it was a small rural church. I have had other churches not be able to get past my CP. That week I had those evil messages sent to me. And being a pastor with CP and having a very public ministry now online for years, I can tell you there's messages I get all the time from people in the prosperity gospel. Our brothers in that community, they just don't get their timing right when it comes to healing. God is going to heal me, but it might be on the other side of heaven. Yeah, more than likely it will. And just because that is truth doesn't mean I don't live or walk for him today. That's right. Uh, I always tell people true faith is when you don't get the healing and you still say God is good. And that is what I'm trying to do with my life to show people that no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, come to Christ for Christ, period. Yeah. So my first sermon, I'll never forget my first sermon as a senior pastor, I had a gentleman get up. I have never been heckled as a pastor until it then. But at the end of my message, I had a gentleman get up and say, he can't be a pastor. He's a crippled and he wears jeans. And I said, well, I'm not changing neither of those aspects of myself. But that gentleman is a living proof of how just living your calling and loving people can change people's minds. That gentleman went from being my loudest critic in the town I served to my biggest supporter. Wow. Praise Um, God for that. He just had some bad teaching that he didn't think disabled people could be up behind the pulpit because of a misunderstanding of Leviticus and Levitical law. Once I taught him the truth, and this man was mean to me out in public. He would say things out loud, but then just loving on him, being myself, he ended up repenting and said, Pastor Mike, I'm sorry, I didn't know. He went from hating me to never missing the Bible study I taught at this senior center. Brother, that is an amazing story. My goodness, uh, what God can do through the love of Christ and through showing people that it's not about position, it's not about image, it's not about this veneer that people think, like you said, I can imagine 
when I was a kid, especially in the context I grew up in, somebody with cerebral palsy or whatever, even considering being behind a pulpit preaching a sermon, people would laugh at that. And obviously you face that. It's so backwards to the way that Christ works and the way that God thinks because it's the broken vessels that he loves to use the most to display his glory, just like you said. And man, brother, praise God for that story. Now, you got into pastoral ministry. I know this is a little bit of a sensitive topic. It is for me as well. But you are divorced and remarried. And so even being a guy that's already gone through what you've gone through as a kid, all the way up through your youth, going into ministry, etc. You've also been through the regular problems that all the rest of us go through, because guess what? Mike here is a regular dude, just like all of us. Yep. <laughs> just because he struggles with a disability does not make him any different than any of us. He still struggles with the same life problems that all of us do. Mike, go ahead and share with my listeners just a little bit of the process that you went through in going through that pain and what it was that brought healing to the brokenness that you went through through that experience. So at MP for Jesus, our statement is, I always say on my podcast, we are all limping, whether physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually. And at the end of 2020, and I want to respect the mother of my child, my ex, because she had her own journey of brokenness to work through and everything. Sure. I lost my first marriage and my lead pastor at the same time. It was devastating to my heart. Our culture has so little respect of marriage and God's plan is for a man and a woman to be together and put each other first, be centered around Christ. And then when divorce happens, and especially as a Christian man, you're blindsided and you're faced with your weaknesses, your brokenness as a relational partner. And I was turned upside down by it because I truly did not see it coming. Now, years removed from it, looking back, I can say that God never leaves us. He never forsakes us. But that year after my divorce and before I met my current wife, I can tell you that I have counseled many couples going through separation, going through divorce. When you're on the other side of that table and you need help, I was at a loss for words. And I told God, God, you had sent me to the cup of suffering so many times. Why did you let me go through this? And I can say now that it has made me a better pastor and has given me sympathy and empathy for people going through that because, let's be honest, still in the church today, there's a discarded letter of certain sins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And divorce is one of them. People did not care about the truth. People did not care about what happened. They didn't care about trying to love on me and my ex-wife. All they did was they blamed the pastor. The pastor must have did something wrong. He doesn't have his home together. People on Twitter, people on Facebook have said crazy things to me, saying I'm disqualified, all that kind of stuff. So before, I had all these people saying I was disqualified because of my physical disability. Now, you have this relational mark on your life. So I'm hearing it all the time from that angle. And I want people to know this, especially with people who go through divorce. That is a chapter of your story. It's not the whole book. That's right. And yeah. 
and God can redeem any situation. Amen. And he continues to redeem me. I am working through the emotional issues of co-parenting, remarriage, remarried now to an amazing woman named Sarah. She supports Limping for Jesus. She wants LFJ to help as many people as possible. So through all that pain, through all that trauma, great good has come out of it. Yeah. And and it has made me, gave me a heart. For hurting people. For people who are. For hurting people, for unchurched people, yeah. people who have maybe drifted away from church. If you get on TikTok, you see all kinds of stories of ex-church members who walked away because of divorce, yeah. and the way people treated them. Yep. I was treated so bad online. I mean, 10 years of relationships are no longer there now because of the stigmas of divorce. And I don't know that relationships will ever be reconciled. I pray one day God will do that. And as long as I keep living my life and being the light for Jesus, people will learn just because you go through a valley like divorce, that's not the end of you. Amen, brother. And I relate so much to what you're saying because as I've said on this podcast many times, God is sovereign. He has a purpose in our lives. And you look at 2 Corinthians and Paul talks about taking the comfort that we've been comforted with and comforting others. I can relate so much to what you're talking about because as my listeners know, I've been through two divorces. I'm remarried for the third time. My wife is amazing. In fact, I shouted that from the rooftops even last night because I'm so thankful for a woman that loves me and accepts me no matter my flaws, failures, and foibles. And I accept her in the same way, and we just love each other. Sometimes that's hard for people to wrap their head around because many people just still have those hang-ups where they can't seem to accept somebody in spite of their brokenness. The truth of the matter is, in the end, it comes down to just all of us being honest with each other about who we are and about the broken world we live in and understanding the gospel and the fact that it's Christ that redeems it all. And he's the one that we look to and we rest in, knowing that, like you said, in the end, he's going to make all things right. He is going to heal all of our brokenness, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, so on and so forth. So, brother, you went through all of this, and yet you're still here. You're still doing the work of the ministry. You're still ministering to God's people. Share a little bit now with my listeners about Limping for Jesus Ministries, and share some experiences that you've had with how God has been able to use you since going through all of this, through, say, your podcast ministry and your website and all of those things, how you've been able to minister to other people that are facing brokenness in their lives, but yet you're sharing the truth of the gospel with them and how that has been bringing them healing in their lives. Well, then people of Jesus, I really started focusing on the online ministry aspect last October. So since last October, I've just been hitting it hard, producing written devotions online, or Facebook, or Twitter, or YouTube. And the way God has used this has been amazing. One of the stories that come to my heart is we had a gentleman who was referred our page and he was going through losing his legs and getting his first prosthetics. He said that living for Jesus in my story encouraged him to go through rehab and to get a prosthetic 
and he allowed us to share his video of trying his prosthetics out on an MP Regidas page. Amen. Uh, you can find that on our Facebook. That's just one story. I did a, a live prayer service a couple months ago, and there was a gentleman that in the comments, he went through a divorce after 30 years, and I was able to share with him live in the moment, praying for him about my story, and he was encouraged. God is still using my life to show people that God is in the brokenness, that he uses broken people, because that's all he has to choose from. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. Well, when you really look at when Jesus was even here doing his ministry, who was it he chose? It was all these broken vessels, these 12 disciples, that all of them were screwed up. Yeah, Peter was nuts. Peter, yeah. <laughs> one minute Peter one minute is professing him, and the next he's cursing and saying, I don't know him. Yeah. He's cutting people theirs off. And God used him to, you know, write two books of the Bible, to be a leader in the church in Jerusalem. He preached the like, message at Pentecost. He yeah, was the keys yeah, like to the kingdom. Men, these men and women in the Bible were imperfect. They were used by perfect God. That's so right. I hope that when people look at my life and look at my ministry, they can see themselves in God's purposes. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to emphasize to you, it doesn't matter where you're at in brokenness. It doesn't matter what you're facing. You are still useful for God. God wants to use you. In fact, I would say the fact that you are somebody going through brokenness, God's going to use you more than he uses the people that have never been through much. That's just the truth, because when you've been through something in your life, and, and I'm not discounting God, he can use anyone, even people that haven't been through anything. I'm not discounting that. But I just have to say, when you look at how God has used people throughout history in the Bible, and I look at how he's used me in my own life, how God has used Mike, how God has used so many others that I know, it's always people that are messed up and screwed up and understand that they're messed up and they're screwed up and they have brokenness in their lives and they just embrace it, accept it. And they're like, yeah, that's who I am, but I'm holding on to Jesus because he's my hope and I want to point people to him. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that's who you are. If you're living in brokenness right now and you just feel to yourself, you're thinking, I'm worthless. I'm not useful for God. That is beyond words not true. You are completely useful to God. In fact, because of the suffering that you're going through and sharing in the sufferings of Jesus Christ, you are the quintessential tool <laughs> that God uses to minister to the flock. I just want to encourage you with that today. Brother Mike, thank you so much for coming on the Broken Vessels podcast and sharing your story, sharing your ministry sharing what God has done miraculously in your life and how he's used you to minister to other people. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I would like to leave the audience with this. Your trial is a future testimony that will help others trust Christ. Amen. And we are all limping, so limp for Jesus, my friends. 
Amen. Amen. Brother, real quick, go ahead and share your uh, social media, your website. I know you have a YouTube channel, I believe. You can find us on all the platforms under Nymping for Jesus. Our our website is uh, nymphingforjesus.org. You can find all our written devotions. You can find our link to our podcast on there. I update it daily. You can find us on Facebook. We're seeing a lot of traffic on Facebook. Nymping for Jesus is also on TikTok. I do like 60-second devotions for people. So we're on all the platforms. Go find us, like, subscribe, do all those social media stuff that YouTubers tell you to do. Go do it for us if you believe in the ministry. Amen. And give them a five-star review as well, because <laughs> yeah, that definitely please. raises you up yeah. in the feeds and things of that nature. So, well, Brother Mike, thank you so much for joining us. And brothers and sisters in Christ, even though you may be limping for Jesus, he's got you by the hand and he's carrying you. And you may be a broken vessel, but you can find hope and encouragement in Christ through the gospel. And just keep that in mind. And you are useful for God. Don't forget that. It doesn't matter where you are at in life. God has a purpose for you, and he wants to use you, and he will use you by his grace and for his glory. One verse, it's always been kind of my life verse, and many people quote this, and they can be kind of cliche with it, but it, it is true. There is truth in what Romans 8.28 says. It says, and all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. God is is going to use your life for his good, by his grace, and for his glory. Because he loves all of us broken vessels, and that's who he uses. So just keep that in mind as you have listened to this podcast and heard this wonderful story of God's grace and how God can use others for his glory. Thank you again for joining us for the Broken Vessels podcast, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 